it's a great, great honor for me to be, uh, to be here today in uh, this wonderful Malcolm Torah, a special uh, institution, uh, to share some Divrei Torah with you, hopefully to try to give some chizik to myself, and uh, hopefully to all those that are interested in, in joining along with me on this journey. Before I begin, I just want to take this opportunity to thank my schoolmaker, Shlita. I, I can't call my schoolmaker a friend of mine, because it's not appropriate. Uh, definitely more like a mentor, someone that I looked up to for many, many years of my life. Brother is not the right word at all, at least not in my uh, vernacular, much more of a, of a dmus, of, a, of an image of a person who has had a tremendous hashpa on my life, and I'm sure I know in many of lives in this room, so thank you very much, my schoolmaker, for, for inviting me. One more, just Hakar Satov. Whenever I mention the schoolmaker's name, I have to also just just broaden the horizon a little bit. Rebetzin schoolmaker and Rav schoolmaker were... The, those that the shluchim of Hashem to make my shidduch, uh, as in my wife and I, Baruch Hashem, set us up twenty almost twenty four years ago. So I can't uh, I can't pass up the opportunity just to mark it tov enough for uh, all the kindness that they have uh, bestowed upon us, my family, myself. <clears throat> I decided to pick a topic today. They said pick whatever you want, so I picked a topic that I think I hope will uh, will speak to all of us and uh, each of us. And hopefully help us um, get ready for the special time of year we find ourselves in, approaching Shavuos. And uh, also give us some food for thought for, for life to, to ponder and to, to think about as we move through life. And uh, just one more introduction. The reason I'm so excited to be here is because it's not every day that I get a chance to speak to young men and men, young and all different ages from all different walks of life with one common uh, common ground, one common denominator, which is that, from what I understand, everyone here is a tremendous mivakesh. Everyone here just wants to know more, wants to understand more, wants to wants to grow in their avodas Hashem, wants to grow as a Jew, wants to grow in their Torah knowledge, maybe in their skills as well, and to to be in that kind of a place where that's that's the that's the vibe, that's the that's the feel that everyone has is a, a tremendous honor and is just to be uh, to be part of. We learn in the base medrash I'm zocher to teach in yeshiva. Very close to here, uh, nine minutes by ways. Uh, it's in, uh, in Bayit Vagan, very, very close by. And uh, we're zokha to be in yeshiva all day. And in yeshiva, so we focus a lot on learning, especially in a yeshiva which is certainly geared towards teaching skills and, and, and training and skills and learning. We get a lot of times caught up in the, in the learning part of learning Torah, which is very important. If you don't learn Torah, you can't learn Torah. If you don't know how to learn Torah, you're not going to be able to approach a Gemara. You don't know what, what, the, what the question is, what the answer is. You can't move. You have no, no bearings on, on, on learning. But obviously, there's much more to Talmud Torah, to learning Torah, than just learning Torah and just understanding the, the makeup of Torah. There's, there's much more that we, try, we are trying to become by learning Torah and engaging in Talmud Torah, which is we're trying, each and every one of us, in our own way, to become a Torah personality, to become a person whose Torah, whose Talmud Torah doesn't just resonate in their mind, doesn't just click in their in their brain system and in their in their in their logic, but some an individual who who lives it and who internalizes the Torah that we learn, and it becomes part of our lives. I want to share some different Torah along these lines, and hopefully we'll we'll, we'll get this message across. And then some anecdotes from Gedoli Israel a little bit to, to bring it closer to home. And that's what I want to try to do in the amount of time I have today. This week's parasha we know is Parshas Bechukosai. 
Probably the most famous, one of the most famous Rashi's on the Torah is the opening Rashi in Parshat Kosai. Rashi says, I'm sure everyone's heard it before. If not, you'll see it, you'll hear about it. I'm sure I'm not the first person in this yeshiva to speak about that Rashi probably yet this week. Rashi comments in Bukhukosai I might think, what does it mean? If you walk, if you go with my statutes, what does that mean? I might think it means fulfillment of mitzvos. Says the, says the Rashi, no. It doesn't refer to fulfilling mitzvos because that's the next phrase in the Pasuk. So, so what does it mean? So Rashi famously comments, famously comments, yeah, that you should be toiling in Torah, you should work hard in Torah. Many, much ink has been spilled. Many, many commentaries have been given to explain this Rashi and where Rashi sees this idea in the Pasuk. If you look at, for example, in the commentary of the Orachayim HaKadosh, in his commentary in Parashat Kukosa, you'll notice he has no less than 42 explanations of how we see in the phrase, Im Telechu, it should be Avelim Torah. He, uh, 42. I didn't go through all of them last night, I apologize. I went through most of them to see if what I'm about to share with you is there. I didn't see it. If you, if you tell me which one it is, I'll be very appreciative to you. If it's not there, I probably saw this somewhere else or heard this at a different, a different, a different stage of life. But it's a very, very important idea. Where, where do you get... Torah and, and Telechu. What does Torah have to do with, with going? No one's going anywhere. We're sitting. You know, one of my rabbi once told me that to learn Torah well, you don't need to go anywhere. You need to have a, a decent head and a, and a decent, you know, position to sit for a long time. That's what you need for Torah. Who's going? Where's, where are we going? There's a Pasuk in Zechariah. One of the trailers are, there's a Pasuk in Zechariah that says the following. Famous Nevuah one of the Haftorahs, it's actually the Haftorah of Hanukkah, where the Navi says, it's a Malach talking in the Pasuk, which means I will give you Mahalchim, Mahalchim means strides, like the word to walk, Mahalchim, between those that are standing. And Chazal understand what that means, it's as follows, Mahalchim means humans. Humans are called Mahalchim. We move. Angels are called Omdim. Angels stay put, they don't go anywhere. They have a mission. And their job is to do their mission. They fulfill their mission. They have a box to check off. They check off their box. And everything is done. That's an angel. That's what an angel does. But human beings have the ability to move. And we are moving. We're mahalchim. By definition, we're people. As people, we're always moving. We're never the same. We don't always see our growth. We don't always see our movement. But we're, we're moving constantly all the time. That is the goal. That is the definition of a human being. And the ultimate human being is the human being who is Amal Batora. The ultimate form of Mahalchim, the ultimate form of a person who's going, who's going? Who's the, who's the person in this world that's going the most places? Who's going far in life? The person that travels the world so many times, the person that, that, that goes on every cruise available, that, 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 he's not going. He's going, he's moving, but he's not... Who's moving? A person that's Amal Batora, a person that toils in Torah, that works in Torah whose Torah becomes, as we'll soon see, part of the way he looks at life and who he is and what he is, he is the ultimate goer. So in B'chukuzat means, if you want to know who's going, if you're learning Torah, if you're toiling in Torah and you're moving the way you should be moving, then you are the ultimate Mahalich. <coughs> okay, sounds good, nice vart, maybe. You like it? Good. You don't like it? It's my fault if you like it. I'll try to find it where I, where I saw it many, many moons ago, I think. Let's go a little bit further. 
Let's go a, little, a step further. <clears throat> Each human being, we know, is a world. A world unto himself. Many sources to prove this idea. The most famous one is the Mishnah Masechah Sanhedrin that says, each human being is supposed to say, Bishvili, Nivraha Olam, the world was created for me. Rashi comments in that Mishnah, Rashi says, each person is supposed to say the entire world is worthwhile just, just for me to be in this world. Every person is a world. What's, what comprises that world? What comprises the world of a, of a Torah Jew? What comprises, what, what, what makes up that world? What, what, what are we about? What's in our world? What's our world about? What is this world of, of this, this, this human, this Adam, who becomes a, a world unto himself? Probably one of the most famous Mishnayos and Avos is Perik Aleph Mishnah Beis Shimon HaTzadik, it says, was from the Shiorik Nesta Gedola, from the leftovers of the Anjik Nesta Gedola, and he taught us three things. He taught us, on three things the world stands. Al Torah, very nice. Everyone knows that. The world stands on three things. Torah, Torah, Avoda, service of Hashem, Davening, service of Hashem, and Chesed, the three pillars that we know of Yiddishkeit, Torah, Avoda, and Gemilas Chesedim. <clears throat> the commentaries spend a lot of time understanding what this mission is talking about. One beautiful idea, which I want to share with you, is mentioned by the Tiferes Yisrael and other commentaries as follows. Who is the Olam? Who is the world? We said before, each person is a world. And each person stands on three things. Each person has three parts, has three facets to their life, and should. We have the Torah facet, we have the Torah learning, we have the Avoda, we have serving Hashem, we have davening, and we have Kamilas Chasad, and we have our interpersonal relationship. Or, to coin it differently, we have three parts. We have Bin Adam La, Makom, Hashem, which is Avoda, between us and our friends, which is Gemilas Chasadim, says the Tveris Yisrael. And the third and final, which is Torah, is Ben Adam La'atzmo, which means a person and himself. Who am I? And Torah, according to this understanding, helps us shape and form the personality and the essence of who we are. Chesed, I know what Chesed is. My friend, I, I, there's a nice coffee room over there to the right. I go and get a cup of coffee. I don't just think about myself, I bring back coffee mecharusa also. Psh, chesed, great, I get that. Avoda, yeah, I work on my davening, I get that also. What's Torah? Is Torah parakabona and Shabbos? Is Torah uh, learning Mishnah Brura? Is Torah? The answer is Torah is that also, for sure. But according to this understanding, Torah is the inner world of a human being. Our inner world is Torah in this in this pshat. In Adam Laatzmo, a person's Personality, a person's midos, a person's essence, is shaped and to be formed by their Torah study. There are a lot of sources to prove this point and to bring it home. I'll just share one other beautiful Gemara in Meseches Babakama with you. The Gemara says in Babakama that a person that wants to be a chassid should be involved in three things. What's a chassid? What's a chassid? I'll open it to the floor just to keep the keep the chaver involved. But what's a chassid? A pious person. A pious person. Thank you. What's a pious person? Somebody, a devout Jew. Huh? A devout. a devout Jew. Excellent. Someone that goes above and beyond. Very nice. So the Masilas Sharm spends his entire sefer to try to figure out what a pious, what chassidus is. It takes him a long time. A lot of chapters and a lot of commentary to try to understand it. What's a chassid? 
But the Gemara actually asked that question. Who wants to be a chassid? And the Gemara says you should involve yourself in three things. Gemara Baba Kama Daf Lamed. What are those three things? Number one, you should learn Nezikin. What's Nezikin? Matters of damages. Of, of, of If I throw a baseball into someone's someone's uh, wind, car window and it gets smashed, who's responsible? When am I responsible? That's, that's Nezikin. Some say, Rav says, some say you should be involved in Mili de Avos. What's Avos? Okay, Avos. And others say you should be involved in Brachos, matters of Brachos. Three opinions in the Gemara. Says the Marasha in this Gemara, gorgeous insight. Says the Marasha, what are these three things? Nezikin, damage, Avos, and Brachos is the Marasha. Nezikin is Ben Machavero. Damages interpersonal relationships. Avos, we'll get to that in a second. Brachos, man and Hashem. I make a bracha, I'm talking to Hashem. I'm conversing, I'm thanking Hashem for the delicious seltzer that my screamer gave me on the way in here. Yummy seltzer, with a little lemon in it. Amazing. That's brachos. And what's the final one, avos? Avos is, says the Marashan at Kumar, but I'm It's a person in himself. Learn avos, learn about yourself. Understand who you are. Understand what you're about. Let the Torah that you learn, not only be Torah that you learn, that you, that you understand in your brain, but Torah that you live, that you personify, that becomes part <coughs> of who we are. In Shivas, we learned about a Chakira. What's a Chakira? You know Chakiras in the Shiva? Sure, Chakiras. Ah. What's a Chakira? A Chakira is a two-sided question. I have a Chakira to ask. We have three parts over here we mentioned. We have Benal Lamakom, Man Hashem, Benal Machavero, Man to His Friend, and Benal Ma'atzmo. Or we'll call it Torah, Avoda, and Chesed. Or we'll call it Nizikin, Avos, and Brachos. Are they all equal? Are they all the same? Or is one of them more fundamental, more essential, more telling than the others? That's the question I want to throw out to you very briefly. Okay, your time is up to think about it. I thought about it. And I also saw a lot of commentary on it. There's a beautiful parish of Chaim Velazhner and Avos. Three show and tells. This is the first one. It's called Ruach Chaim on Avos, a beautiful commentary of Chaim Velazhner on Avos. And his commentary on this mission, he explains so beautifully. And you must say, it's muchach, it's, 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 it's sealed, it's tight. And you have to say that they're not all equal. Chesed's great. I love Chesed. I was zochet to be trained to be to be raised in a home that was that, that, that permeates with Chesed, Baruch Hashem. If I if I, I honestly feel if I if I do a little Chesed in my lifetime, it's just because I'm 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 like a robot that was that just saw so much Chesed around him, just like just doing what I was trained to do. Chesed is good, no? You like Chesed? Chesed is geschmack. Coffee for your harusa, wonderful. There's a guy in my yeshiva comes once in a while. I come to lunch in yeshiva. He'll come, not one cup, two cups. He'll bring ten cups of water, and we have like a water cooler off the side over there in yeshiva. And ten cups of water for the guys in yeshiva. Psh, chesed, gavaldi, amazing. Avoda, psh, avoda is awesome. Tefila, talking to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, amazing. Says of Chaim Velazhda, those are great, but that's not the that's not the main. Torah is the main. Torah is is more essential than Avoda and then Chesed. And he proves it in the following way. 
He says, before there was Matan Torah, all there was was Chesed and Avodah. There was Chesed. You can do Chesed. Once Torah was given at our Sinai, there was a whole new definition to Avodah and to Chesed. Cain brought a carbon. Hevel brought a carbon. A person brings a carbon. Is that a good thing? Sure it is. But if it's not according to what the Torah wants from you, it's, it's out of bounds. It's out of bounds. Let me ask you a question, in all honesty. Ribis, what's ribis? That's not the question. That's, that, that's, the, that's the prelude to the question. Interest. Good? If I lend... What's your name? I'm sorry. What's your name? Avram. Avram. I lend Avram $1,000. U.S. dollars. Not even Canadian dollars. And I say, Avram, here's the deal. You pay me back, please, just $1,050. Did I do a kind act to Avram? Honestly. Sure I did. He needed $1,000. I gave him $1,000. He's, he's happy to give me $50 back. Says of Chaim Velazhar, before Matan Torah, that would be called Chesed. After Matan Torah, if, you, if I would lend Avram $1,000 and say, pay me back $1,050, I'm not going to be resurrected with Chas V'Shalom when, when it's Tchias HaMesa. What do you mean? Why? Before Matan Torah, that was called a Chesed. After Matan Torah, it's Navera. It's a patch. Why? The answer is because Torah tells me what's Chesed. And Torah tells me what's Avodah, what's a proper Korban. If I do it in the Beis Hamidah, that's appropriate. If I don't do it, it's inappropriate. Torah informs Avodah. Torah informs Kamilas Chasadim. Torah is the main thing. You have to learn Torah. But again, it's not just to learn Torah. It's so that your Torah will inform your Avodah. You learn Hilchos Tefillah. You learn Mishnabur Hilchos Tefillah. Your, your Tefillah is different Tefillah. You learn the Sefer Avas Chesed, the beautiful Sefer of the Chavetz Chaim, where he describes how a person should do Chesed, how a person, if you have extra money, raise your hand if extra, don't raise your hand. You have extra money. Yes, it says the Chavetz Chaim, it's hard to part with your money. My father, Shlita, always says, one of the most difficult exercises for a person to take his hand and to put it into his pocket and take out money. It's hard. Even though it's very, very close. I, you know, I played ball my shir yesterday. I was running up and down the court a lot of times. I was schwitzing. There's no schwitz over here. I guess all I got to do is my hand in my pocket. But it's hard to do. You learn the Sefer Avas Chesed Lechavetz Chaim. You learn, says Lechavetz Chaim, you have extra money, put it aside in, in, in a gemach. Put it aside as, as money that you're willing to lend out to people. You know what's going to happen? If people ask for money, you'll have money to lend, to lend them. And if not, if you need it, you'll dip into it. But you know what you did? You did the midst of tzedakah. You overcame your natural desire to hold on to your money and you put it into a, into a better place, to a place where you now are Baal Chesed. The Torah tells you how to do these things. The Torah informs our behavior. The Torah informs our personality. And not only does it inform Avodah and Kamilas Chasadim, but primarily, and this is what I want to really focus on for the last few minutes we have over here, the Torah tells us and teaches us how to have proper Midos. Midos, character traits, are not necessarily, or probably necessarily not, what the world at large calls manners or etiquette. Etiquette's a nice thing. It's good, you know? My mother taught me when I sit at the table, yeah, I should use a fork and a knife when I, when I eat chicken. I once had guys over for a Friday night meal. My wife served wings. I don't even want to finish the story. I'm a little bit <laughs> behind the Aaron Kodesh. There was a mound of wings in the middle of the table. Their hands were, you know, they had to wash my machron according to every opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Look, 
Midos weren't exactly flowing so perfectly with, uh, you know, with these chavra. They're nice boys. They, they, Maybe their mother didn't tell them to eat with a fork. I mean, it's hard to eat wings with a fork in a knife. Maybe my wife shouldn't have served wings. But the point is, the point is, midos are not just manners or etiquette. Midos are divine. Midos are, are, are godly. Our midos, the source of our midos, the pasuk in the Torah of Allah, the Bidrachav. Hashem is kind, we're kind. Hashem's kindness is not like our kindness. Hashem is the ultimate rachel, the ultimate chanun, the ultimate erechapayim. And our job is to try, in whatever way we can, to imitate Hashem's midos, which are, which are found in one place, one place only. And that's the Torah. The Torah tells us, and not only the Torah Shabbat Shabbat, the Torah Shabbat Pen, and the commentaries, it's all there to show us, to guide us, to teach us how to work on our midos, how to develop our midos, how to become people who not only learn Torah and understand the, the mechanics of Torah, but people who, who put it to life who live it, who put it into action, who make their Torah actually who they are. <clears throat> so before I share a bunch of anecdotes, I want to just read one beautiful, beautiful passage from the Mesilah Sesharim, which is exhibit number two. Mesilah Sesharim is, is a beautiful sefer. I'm sure many people learned it in this wonderful yeshiva. Many people get scared because they look, it's big, and they say, ah, you know, I'll never get through this sefer. 26 chapters, it's impossible. It's very hard, it's true, to get to the whole thing. Many people stop. And there's so many pearls that are tucked away later on that people miss because they, ah, I'm not, halavai, I'll be a tzaddik. I'm not, I'll never be a chassid, so I just won't learn it, like Mr. Sharm himself, himself says. This is in Parakid Aleph. He's talking about Chil Hashem, relevant to everybody. Listen to these beautiful words of Mr. Sharm. He writes, Ki <clears throat> Torah, who the honor of Torah is, but the more a person learns Torah, commensurate with my learning should be that I'm getting better, I'm improving in my midos. The more a person is lacking. If it's not congruous, they're learning Torah and their midos, if they're learning like this, but their midos are down here, if their, if their midos are not improving when they learn, when they learn Torah, goreng bizayon alimud atzmo. It causes a disgrace, God forbid, to the learning. Our learning is lacking if we're not living it, if we're not practicing it, if we're not becoming better people by our learning Torah, then something is very, very, very much lacking and missing in our Talmud Torah. Says the Rebbe a beautiful ending to this paragraph. That's a chil Hashem, that's not so beautiful. Hashem gave us his Torah. He said... Learn my Torah, why? That's how you become a shalim. Torah makes us whole. We all want to be whole. We all want to be complete. Torah informs and teaches us how to become whole and complete. I want to bring this home a little bit more. With every time I have, I want to share with you a few quick anecdotes from big people along these lines. <clears throat> one, one final idea on Shavuos and then we'll, 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 we'll close. There's a famous Maisa, some of these Maisa, these stories you might have heard already. Apologize if I'm re- repeating ones that you know already, but some, some stories are good to repeat, even if you heard them already. There was a great giant in, in Yerushalayim, a great Gadol, <coughs> Shlomo Zalman Orbach. I'm sure you've heard about him. Many wonderful stories have been told about him. He was a giant. Shlomo Zalman Orbach was once approached the following Shailah. There was a Bar Mitzvah boy who was to our mitzvah, but unfortunately he had special needs. And he had to prepare a certain half Torah, he wanted to prepare the laning. 
They repaired Avtorah. I spent a lot of time, you can imagine, for a regular kid, it's hard to learn the, learn the, learn the leaning in Avtorah. He spent a lot of time preparing whatever he had to do. And he got closer and closer to the Bar Mitzvah, and finally he was about to come. And someone pointed out, by mistake, it was around Rosh Chodesh or something, and it was the wrong Avtorah. The kid had prepared the wrong Avtorah. And the kid, the family was beside themselves. The poor kid, he's so... He's going to be so crushed. What's going to be? The king of Shlomo What should we do, Rebbe? What should we do? Send of Shlomo Zalman. Tell him he can lay in the Haftori prepared. I don't know if you think I have big shoulders or small shoulders. Maybe they're average. You need to have really big shoulders like if Shlomo Zalman did to pass him that way. Fine. That's part one of the story. Part two of the story is the Shabbos came. He comes to Shul ready to lay in the Torah. And all of a sudden they look in the back of the room, and Shlomo Zalman walks into that shul after walking an hour on Shabbos morning to that shul to be there. And he explained himself. He said, you know, I know I gave him Pesach, but I was a little worried. People are going to say, yeah, really? Shlomo Zalman said you could do that? Really? Lean the wall in Torah? I don't want the boy to have any feelings of discomfort. And his bar mitzvah, I have to work so hard. So you know what I, I said? You know what? It's worth it for me to come and to be here. If anyone has any problems, they can come ask me directly. Boom! Unbelievable. That's that's a that's a next mice. Final exhibit. I don't know what they have in the library next door. And as was Nashim, I'm sure this book is there. Sure. No. It's not all donated to the yeshiva. One of my rabbis said this is one of the most one of the greatest mussar svarim he ever read. There are a lot of wonderful biographies. This is our Nesuzi Finkel. Anybody from Chicago here? Chicago, anybody? Kabbaldic. <laughs> oh, wow! So this is a, this is a great safer, a great Musa safer. Um, <coughs> a lot of incredible anecdotes about Nesuzi Finkel. Just very briefly, he was the Rashiva, the Mir Yeshiva, everyone knows. He went to Ida Crown. For whatever. He was, he was, he was a regular. Regular. He was. He went to regular schools like regular like people like like we did, and he became. He, he rose to become the the gadol that he was, the incredible gadol that he was. Listen to this Misa. Listen to the story for a minute. Baron Nesson Svi. used to go collect money. The Mir Yeshiva has a, a humongous budget, millions and millions of dollars, and Nesson Svi with his Parkinson's used to travel for the Yeshiva. And he went, to, the, he went to, to go ahead and raise money one time. And he was taken to a Hasidic Jew, a Hasidic Jew, and uh, a wealthy Hasidic Jew to raise money for the yeshiva. He comes to this Hasidic fellow's house with, his, with someone that brought him along. <coughs> his name was Abshia Ozer, Abshia Ozer Halpern. Brought him along. And this Hasidic Jew said, I want you to please tell me, Rosh Hashiva, please tell me the story, the famous story about Rabchaim Shmuel Everts at Kebarach. What's that story? It's a famous Misa. Those that know the story, I apologize for repeating it. I'll say it very, very fast. So Reb Halpern, who actually was the one that took Chaim Shmulevitz to the tenor, Nesim Tzvi said, you tell this class of the story. It was hard for Nesim Tzvi to speak. It was hard for him to do you know, a lot of physical physical uh, behavior. So he says to Shia Halpern, you, you tell the Misa. Okay. So Shia says, okay, I'll tell the Misa. He said, I used to walk Chaim Shmulevitz to bring me Rosh Hashiva every morning at 6 a.m. in the morning for a walk. One morning, I said to, to Chaim, do you want to go to Kevin Rachel? 
You want to go to Kevin Rachel, to Davin to Kevin Rachel? So Chayyim Shalom said, "Okay, is there a phone nearby? It was before payphone. It was before cell phones. Obviously, there were there's something called a payphone. You may have never have seen such a thing in your life. Okay, some of us remember payphones. There was a payphone. I need a payphone. He said, I have to call my wife and tell her that I'll, I'll be home. You know, 45 minutes later than usual. I'm going to Kevin Rachel. Okay, they find the payphone. Calls his Rebbitzin. They go to Kevin Rachel. I'm going to read this description because it's so powerful. They get to Kevin Rachel." <clears throat> the second Reb Chaim walks up to Kevin Rachel, towards Kevin Rachel, he starts sobbing uncontrollably. So much so that the soldiers, the Chayalim that were there, like, asked, is everything okay? Why is he crying so much? And then he said the following famous phrase, Reb Chaim entered the Kevin Rachel and cried out, Mama, Dein Zun Chaimka is a Gekumen. How's your Yiddish? It means your son Chaim has come. Chaimka is here. And he davened for people that he knew, the sick ones, etc., and he famously declared these words, Mama, Hashem tells you to stop crying. Pasuk says, Min But your son Chaimka says, Mama, vain. Keep crying, keep crying, cry for your children. If you want the English version of the story, Yaakov Shweki sang a song, Mama Rachel, cry for us again, on one of the Journeys albums written by Amy Rottenberg, a song, not for now. Okay, that's the Misa. After this Misa, <clears throat> the uh, Rav Nassim Tzvi Zatzal turns to the Hasidic Shabbalabas and says what do you find so special about this story? So the, the Balabas said what do you mean? the, the empathy the, 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 the love that Rav Chaim Shabbalabas had for Kala Yisrael it's so amazing look he was crying sobbing uncontrollably and he, and he wants he wants Rav Chaim he wants Mamaruch to cry for all the, all the Jews Spencer said, very good, that's true. That happened, that's right. But I'll tell you what I learned from the story, he said. I learned that if you're going to be home 45 minutes late, than usual, later than usual, call your wife and tell her you're going to be late. <laughs> not to take away Chashon from the Maisa, not to take away from Mephaim Shuvah, it's tremendous godless and Ishtadfus and Tzara Pal but a Torah personality is a person who doesn't just learn Torah, but he lives it. He lives it. It becomes his essence. It becomes who he is. I don't have time to, to share the other stories. Maybe I should have told the stories first. I apologize for, uh, for, for... I'll give you a few more stories. I'll just share the close. With, I'm sorry for going over time for one last simple idea. Not simple, but beautiful Rashi. Famous Rashi in Masechus. Pesachim, I apologize for going a minute or two over time. There's a famous Gemara, a beautiful Gemara in Pesachim, and Samaches. Gemara says of Yosef, when Shavuos would come around, he would ask his family to make a special meal, a special food for him. Why? Because Shavuos is coming. And he said a famous expression. He said, Ilav were not for this day, which existed. How many Joes, how many Josephs would there be in the marketplace? And everyone comments, what, what, what happened over here? What's, what's so special about this day? And Rashi has a few famous, beautiful words that I think hopefully... Just bespeak what we were trying to share today. It says Rashi, you know what happened on Shavuos? Rashi says, Shalomarati Torah, I learned Torah, then this Romamti. And I became elevated. Torah that I learned picked me up a little bit. Not because he you know he was able to gain more more more, more height and he was able to you know touch the rim on a basketball chas v'shalom. That, that wasn't it. This Romamti means he was elevated in his in, in who he was. The Torah that of Yosef, the great Amor of Yosef learned, became part of who he was. 
And that's what he was celebrating. He wasn't celebrating only the fact that he celebrated, yeah, I learned this piece of Torah, that idea of Torah. But the Torah that he learned was the Torah of the Torah of Midos, was the Torah of Avodah, was Gmilas Chasadim, and on Lamakom, and on Lachaver, and on Laatzma, the Torah of who he was and who he was meant to be, which became him. That's what he was celebrating. And that's our charge, that's our opportunity, that's the schus that we have now during these, these days and rich for the rest of our lives to be able to engage, to learn as much Torah as we can, to, to be osik, betalma Torah, to understand it in as deep a way as possible, but ultimately to have it impact us and change our lives and make us into people that are people that are muromam, that are elevated in a very, very special way. Thank you very much for listening.